everybody, welcome back to another episode of Between Hard Lines, a podcast where we talk about difficult conversations and a lot of times have difference of opinions. Today's episode is a little bit different. We're having a special episode. Uh, my name is Jesse. I am your host. And with me today, I have Miss Sasha Denisova. And we do not have a Mr. Brian Dobbs with us today. He uh, got stuck in at work. So we are going to just uh, just me and Sasha today. Um, we have a special topic that we're going to discuss today is going to be about adversity, uh, mental abuse, how to recognize when it's happening, um, understanding that it is okay to recognize that it's happening to you and what you can do about it. Um, so really, uh, you know, we're just going to jump right in. You know, I've, I've been subjected to uh, mental and emotional abuse my entire life. Ever since I was, ever since I can remember, I um, I was born with severe ADHD, and I still have it as an adult. Um, I'm currently medicated for it, and you know because of that, I've had a, a motor that doesn't quit. I if I don't really have much of a filter. If I think it, it comes out my mouth in most cases. Um, you know, you learn to adapt as you get older but it just it's just uh, it's literally the way my brain is shaped and the chemicals that are are you know filtered through my brain i I lack specific things where i also am am in better in specific things than you would quote unquote normal people would be and normal i use quotes because i don't know if there is a definition of the word normal but um so you know because of that i grew up and i was tormented a lot and a lot of it was because I was annoying. I, I wouldn't shut up. I wouldn't stop sitting. I couldn't sit still. I wouldn't stop moving. Um, I was very athletic because I had tons of energy to burn. But I'd also annoy the hell out of people because I would never stop talking. You know, podcasting is a pretty good thing for me to do. Cause it gives me an avenue to, to get out some of my, my angst and some of my thoughts. Um, like right now, none of this is scripted. This is all coming off the top of my head. And that's just, you know, I've been a good talker my whole life. Um, and unfortunately, that doesn't always work out. So I got picked on a ton as a kid, like tormented. And this was back in the 80s and the 90s when, um, you know, we didn't know a whole lot about ADHD. And other kids were just pretty freaking ruthless. It got to a point where I got into a lot of fights. And, you know, I got bigger. And then I started winning some of those fights. And then I started becoming a bully because I was bullied and I wanted someone else to feel pain. Um, you know, I, I, I lost my, well, I didn't lose, but my father was a raging alcoholic. Um, and he lost his family because of it. Um, you know, when I was six, we got my stepdad, who was a farm boy, brother of 13, right? Um, very strict, no emotions, and dealing with a kid with ADHD, I, I got, you know, I, I got whooped pretty good many times. And to be honest with you, I deserved pretty much every single one of them because I was kind of an asshole as a kid. But I dealt with a lot of shit, right? So I was given a lot of problems, but I gave a lot of problems. And um, with that, I developed a lot of social anxieties, where I'm constantly afraid people are judging me. And I have 
grown into. Now I'm almost 40 years old. I'm 39 year old. Uh, adult male. I've got two kids and a wife and, you know, decently successful that I have the ability to provide for my family and in things that, you know, my parents and myself probably never thought I was going to do. I got into a lot of trouble after high school because I wasn't thinking and I felt like I had to prove something to everybody. Uh, made a bunch of poor decisions, you know, basically until I met my wife and decided to take care of my stepson, who was five years old at the time. Um, here's my issue, though, right? The mental abuse never stopped. Um, and I'm not going to get into naming names. Cause this isn't what this is about. But I dealt with a lot of um, mental abuse from extended family members. And that was a major issue for me and for my family. Um, and you guys are going to hear the dogs barking, so I'm going to mute myself and give Sasha a chance to talk. So, uh, yeah, we'll dive a little bit more into what's going on with me in a little bit here. Go ahead, Sasha. Um, Jesse, I think you hit the nail on the head. We've all, on a daily basis, deal with mental and emotional abuse, whether it comes from family members, whether it comes from our uh, significant others. We're constantly subjected to negative people. And I think we owe it to ourselves to overcome adversity. And we need to choose the relationships that are happy and healthy for us. We can't say, well, I'm with this person and we've been together forever and they're going to change for me. You need to take a step back and say, I'm better than this. I need to exit the situation because that person is not going to change for somebody, right? The only way somebody can change is for themselves. I uh, was engaged, what feels like a million years ago, and uh, he was emotionally abusive. He, um, you know, every Every day he would ask me, you know, who I was talking to, where I was going and constant screaming and putting me down. And I uh, needed to get to a point where I woke up and I said, no more. Uh, if I'm going to be healthy and if I'm going to lead a happy life, I needed to leave him. And it's incredibly hard and it's incredibly hard to cut ties with people like that in our lives. And and again, whether they are significant others or if they're uh, family members, but ask yourself this. Is this relationship healthy for me? Is this person there for me? Is this person supporting me? I got sick a couple years ago and that uh, being sick really uh, made me examine uh, the relationships that I had in my life. I had a number of friends who didn't want anything to do with me simply um, because I was sick when I was healthy uh, and the life of the party. I'm the total type A personality, so always invited to events, galas, things like that. And so people constantly want to be around me, but when I got sick, None of those people were there. Sure, people came in and visited in the hospital for the first couple weeks, but as um, the cancer progressed and I had to go through chemo and multiple surgeries, um, 
people just couldn't deal with the sickness, but it's not even dealing with the sickness. It's that they didn't want to truly be there for me, if that makes uh, any sense. So it was uh, a lot of examining relationships in my life and saying, well, is this person there for me? And I have um, something that I stick to, and uh, I treat others the way that I want to be treated. So it's irrelevant how they treat me, but as long as I know that I did the right thing and that I'm treating people well, that's all that matters. And that's all we can do is we just need to be kind to one another and think about people's feelings. Think about where they are in life. Think about where they're uh, coming from. And we also can't make excuses for people because if they are doing awful things to you and your family, you need to confront that and you need to eliminate that from your life. And uh, a friend of mine um, said, these people might not be bad people, but they're bad for you. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. That's, I mean, you can't, it, it's hard to define it any better than that um, because, you know, there, there's a certain level of toxicity in life that everyone kind of carries around with them, uh, whether that's self-induced or, or essentially brought on to them from the outside world. Like in, in my case, it was a mixture of both, right? Um, but, you know, what's really interesting to me is I've got a lot of friends, uh, and so does Sasha. Sasha's got a lot of friends around the world. Sasha's traveled around the world. I haven't. I've just met them online via playing video games or hanging out in different discord channels with my friends um but i've got uh, a few in you know uh, in, in norway specifically the scandinavian areas norway and sweden and finland um they are blown away by the amount of drama that happens um in the united states specifically in in and a lot of this, I think a lot of it is driven by social media. I think a lot of it is driven by reality TV drama cells here for some reason. You go to a place like Sweden and Norway where they are just really kind of even keeled and they just, they're not super per type A personality. They're just kind of reclusive by nature. I mean, they're still very nice and open and talkative people, but I, I don't think you hear a whole lot of just angry outbursts from those types of people does that make sense and what's really weird is we're in minnesota right so we're an extension we're basically little scandinavia here our ancestry is a, a huge majority in, in not sasha's case because you know she came over from russia but and and most of the people that live in the area here especially i think it's like chisago county um that's not where we are, but Chicago County, I think, is is got a sign where it's like Little Sweden or Little Norway or Little Scandinavia. I don't remember which one it is, but you know, it's crazy because we have the the bloodline, the DNA, and a lot of people in Minnesota are very passive and, and very passive aggressive. Um, but then there's a, a still an aspect of everyday life and the American way that bleeds into our our emotions it bleeds into just the way we live our lives um you know alcoholism is a huge factor uh so 
let's we'll 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 get into a couple examples here. So there's trolling, right? Trolling is there's a couple definitions for trolling. Um, you've got your harmless, happy-go-lucky, just poke you in the ribs kind of a troll. I am that person. Sasha can tell you 100%. That is me. That's my life. I get my kicks out of giving you a hard time, and I expect you to give me one back. My father's that way. And, and by the way, my father has been dry ever since my daughter was born. Um, I have a good relationship with him. No issues there. Uh, I never. He actually was never mentally abusive. He's a super passive guy. But, uh, you know, he's the same way as me. Just poking the ribs, make funny, a tease you, right? That's just, it, that's that kind of a troll, a gadfly. That's pretty harmless stuff, right? Yeah, some people can get offended by that, but we're pretty good at reading that, and we'll knock it off when we need to. But then you've got your malicious, let the world burn troll, right? Those trolls, those are the people that are suffering from something, right? Or they legitimately are just evil by nature, and they want to see you hurt. Somehow they feel that they were wronged. And instead of addressing it like an adult and saying, hey, here's what happened. Here's how I feel about what happened. And here's how I'm still feeling about what happened. That's how adults handle things. That's how mature adults handle things. But your malicious troll is going to do everything they can to hurt those they feel that were involved. Now, in a lot of cases, right, they are very manipulative, okay? These types of people are very pathological in their lying, and they are, uh, just to be quite honest with you, extremely toxic in your life. Those are the type of people you need to identify, and in a lot of cases, remove them from your life. Um, and they can get help, but it's not up to you to, to help them. It's in, in when it becomes family that, that is like that, it makes it harder to cut ties. Just depends on how stubborn you are. For me, it's not hard at all. I, I have cut ties with bad relationships in the past, like the game cut the rope or whatever that was. Remember that old, the old iPhone game? Literally I've cut ties, Right. I don't know if you remember uh, my friend Derek, Sasha. I do, I do. I haven't talked to him at all since the day I cut ties with him. Good for you. Just done. But see, that's easy for me. Um, For other people, that's not so easy. There are emotional bonds and attachments, lifelong. And when they finally realize that they've had too much, it's so much harder to disconnect from them. Um, And then there's other things that will anchor them to those relationships. But what I will say is it is dramatically important to assess the situation around you. The people that are being affected by the person that is maliciously um, attacking you and your family. Family. And unfortunately, you have to make a tough decision to say, these people are more important to me than this one person. And as much as it's difficult to say you should never have to choose between two people in these types of situations, you should choose between two people, right? You should choose to eliminate the, uh, you should eliminate the, the, the problem that is causing you the, the mental abuse, the emotional abuse, the, the abuse that may bleed into the people around you that don't need any part of that. Right. Does that make sense? Is, is what I'm 
Is what I'm oh, saying absolutely. makes sense? Okay. I but, completely agree with you. And it I think we all struggle with with cutting ties uh, with people because I and I know um, Jesse's wife uh, always gives me a hard time because I give people a million chances. Um, and, you know, it always uh, pretty much has the same result, right? Because people don't change unless they want to. And they're definitely not going to change because I want them to. Uh, so it's it, and it's hard to walk away because I'm the, the type of person that says, oh, this person needs me. Right. And because of that, I'm going to um, get that negativity back in my life and um, then deal with the consequences. And, and it's draining. It, it literally drains uh, your soul because negative people in your life have uh, an incredible ability of just sucking the life out of you. Yeah, I remember your relationship specifically when you were in the hospital with the one individual. That was that was mind blowing to me. Um, just knowing the relationship that you two had had, and again, we're not going to mention names; we don't need to. Um, but that that to me, I mean, that made me angry for you, right? And you were you recognized it immediately. And and for you to cut ties with such a deep rooted relationship, I to me was not only did I feel bad for you, but I was impressed. I said, you know, Sasha took a step in the direction where she wasn't going to take the abuse from somebody that is apparently not very good for her, right? Um that was a big deal. Like that was a huge deal. And I felt for it because I mean you're suffering from cancer. You're fighting for your life and you're dealing with this shit. Like who, who does that? Who needs to deal with that? I I also feel like that we truly find out the people who care about us uh, when we are at our worst. I, and you know, there's definitely something to, you know, if you're, if you're there for me at, at my worst, then, you know, you, you deserve me at my best. But if you're not there for me at my worst, you you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, one of the biggest factors for me, I'm I'm a very prideful guy. I'm a Christian too, right? Pride comes before the fall. They teach you to let go of your pride. That is so hard to do, especially for a male, right? I would say in most cases, pride is more a male issue than a female issue. Not saying females can't have pride issues. But I think pride kind of goes hand in hand with testosterone. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, gosh, absolutely. But I feel like as a woman, pride does uh, play a big part into something like, for example, asking for help. Oh, sure. Uh, we we all struggle with that. I am um, too proud uh, to to ask for help. Like t- earlier today, I uh, I live in a lake, and um, the dock needed to be raised up because we're facing some more rain, and it's already in the water. So I decided I was going to do it myself. Well, it didn't have very good consequences because uh, 
along with the doc section, uh, me and the doc section uh, went in and then I had to uh, fish it out and I had to ask a, a friend of mine uh, for help. And if I would have probably asked him for help in the first place, I wouldn't have gone swimming and had such disastrous uh, consequences to uh, my actions because I decided I was going to do this myself. Yeah, well, I mean, we all have pride and I'm not, I'm not trying to make this a sexist thing. I don't want anyone getting upset and sending us emails because you know i'm i'm being sexist no no i i'm just saying that in in everyone should have pride men female everyone i just think that for men it's more of an obstacle because of male pride right it's just you know and i think as we get through our generations here that's kind of going away quite a bit um look back what two generations you definitely know male pride's a big issue right um, oh gosh absolutely yeah i mean back in the, the 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 40s and 50s i mean that was just it's all there was right um part of the reason why we had so many freaking problems back then um so no there's definitely pride issues on everyone and for me specifically it's a pride thing right so i am very i can very easily hold a grudge it's part of the reason why i'm able to cut ties you piss me off it's hard for me to apologize and i want to make this clear and I actually just resolved a, an issue that I had with somebody today. It's not who you think it is, Sasha. It's it's a different issue that I haven't even ever told you about. But um, I resolved because this this leading up to this podcast, I started thinking about that specific relationship, and I'm like, you know, I had an equal part to play in this one, and uh, I need to reach out to somebody and and just say, hey, look, I screwed up. I feel we both screwed up. I may have screwed up a little bit more, but yeah, let's 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 get over this part, um, and see if we can, uh, uh, you know, patch this relationship up. And it actually, we ended up talking. It was really cool. Um, the the other issue that I'm dealing with that is not repairable, right? Now there, you have to be able to recognize: are there mendable bridges, or has that sucker burned to the ground, right? Um, and in a lot of cases, you may not want to admit that your issue or your current relationship is uh is a raging pile of shit it's just on fire that thing's it's a dumpster fire it's one of those things where you can't put it out there isn't an amount of water in the world that's going to douse that flame right um that's when it's important for you to recognize this is this is mental abuse this is this is manipulation and i'll tell you right now oh my gosh talk about mental abuse if you ever run into a situation where you're being gaslighted gaslight manipulation is one of the worst things you can do to another human being and if you're not familiar with what gaslighting is it's basically convincing somebody of something that they didn't do or say um so long story i don't want to get too deep into it you can google gaslight manipulation and if you feel that you are a victim of gaslight manipulation oh my god you need to resolve that you need to get help and you need to address it immediately because gaslight manipulation can absolutely drive you insane it, it can make you think your reality is not real and it is dangerous there are other forms of manipulation there's tons of information out there all you got to really do is google uh, types of manipulation and there are foundations and websites out there that are designed to help you recognize and diagnose when you're being manipulated 
when you're being abused. Um, and Jesse, I have a great example of uh, gaslight uh, manipulation. And uh, uh, this was, you know, years ago with my ex-fiance. He would constantly accuse me of, of cheating on him. And for, um, anytime I would leave the house, it would be uh, a screaming match. And if I would be five minutes late, um, it was constant, constant, uh, you know, accusation after accusation after accusation. And of course, it turned out that he was the one who was cheating. And by accusing me, uh, it made it was making it seem like I'm the villain. And I was questioning, um, to Jesse's point, I was questioning my reality. I was uh, questioning why, um, why couldn't he just believe me or trust me? And I was walking on eggshells and I needed to take a step back and say no more. I am better than this. I deserve better. And I think we don't do that enough. Yeah. So we absolutely need to rise up and, and say that and and tell the universe and, you know, tell God that enough is enough and I deserve better. Yeah, um, I'll tell you the and I remember I know the, the specific relationship you're talking about. Now, you got to remember, I've Sasha and I have known each other for a very, very long time. OK, um, so I, you know, we understand some of the things that we've gone through and, and you know, listen, what she went through was a quote was a perfect example of the lady doth protest too much right you know what that is sasha i i a little bit but okay. why don't you tell our listening audience well so what it is is um essentially someone that doth, when you when doth protest too much is somebody that is overreacting to situations for example in sasha's situation her ex has would basically be you're cheating on me you're cheating on me oh my god you're cheating on me you're going nuts and they'd be constantly fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting well somebody that's bringing so much attention to a topic in a lot of situations is deflecting towards the other person because they're doing said issue right so that is where they say doth protest too much. If you're protesting too much about a specific topic, you need to look in the mirror. Are you doing it? Chances are, yes. There are very good examples of senators who were anti-homosexual uh, sediment, right? Who then, you know, they would preach it, preach it, and then get caught having homosexual activities in an airport. Doth protest too much, right? So... If you ever hear somebody that is just adamant and adamant and adamant and adamant and just constant and constant, you need to take a look at them and really, really think, hmm, are they being a little bit too aggressive on this topic? Why would that be? Now, I'm not saying that everybody that's doing that doth protests too much, right? I'm not going to say that they're all guilty of this. Now, doth protest too much is a thing that came from Hamlet. It's a Shakespeare, William Shakespeare quote. Um, if you're interested, just... Google, the lady doth protest too much, methinks, right? Uh, there's a quote in Hamlet that, that kind of goes about that. But what it's saying is they're deflecting their issues. Gaslighting now becomes a, a part of that because now they're trying to twist the reality to make you think that you're the problem when in reality they're trying to hide the issue that they're creating and they feel guilty about. So 
yeah, there's a lot of crap that goes on in manipulation, whether that's gaslighting or domination, whatever it is, right? Make sure you can recognize it. If you've got close friends that are telling you that they're concerned, maybe you should listen to them. Because I'll tell you right now, your friends care about you in a different way than your significant other does, right? Not saying that that's a bad thing. They just have a different interest. They have an interest that is usually not guided by romance. Um, They have an interest that is usually guided by, hey, this is my best friend. I want what's best for my best friend. Whether that's a guy I get along with, but if he's treating her great, I can understand that because that's my best friend and she or he is happy. But if my best friend says, hey, your significant other is a pile of shit, you might need to think about that. Now, it could just be that your, your best friend's you know, jealous. That I leave up to your, your, uh, your ability to determine what's right and wrong for you. Um, but if there's red flags in your life, it's worth looking into. Because, look, you guys, take religion out of this. Take what we all believe out of this. Right now, what we know, relative, we know we got one shot at life, right? Right now, this is your one chance at life. Try to be happy in it. Let's not let someone ruin it. Because as soon as you, if you live a life of regret, and I'll tell you, I have a lot of regrets, it will eat away at you. It'll eat a hole in your soul. It literally leaves a gap in your life, and regret is terrible. So, no regrets, anybody. It's a joke about a bad tattoo. But um, try to just make decisions and surround yourself with positive people that actually make you happy. If you're around people that constantly piss you off or get under your skin or drive you nuts, why are you around them? Why? You, you can walk away from any relationship at any time. You have the right and the power. Some people are stuck. I get it. They're ways out of it. Okay? It's up to you to rise up, find a better situation, and surround yourself with friends. I had a really rough day yesterday. I was bummed out. I was so mad. It got to me. Right? Sasha can verify it. I talked to her on the phone about it. I was pretty pissed off. I got together with some really good friends, right? I just sat down on my computer last night. I just said, I'm not going to mess with this. And they made me laugh. We talked about stupid shit that didn't mean anything. And I forgot all about the issues that I was dealing with. And then I I thought to myself this morning, I said, you know, that's what good friends do. Bad people in your life want to drain the positivity out of you. They really, I mean, they can suck the life out of you. If you're not, you can, you can literally die from not being happy because you are just driven into depression, right? And well, so it, and I think it's important to mention, too, that the people who are negative in your life and who are um, saying and doing awful things, they're ultimately jealous of everything that you have. So they are outside looking in and they something is really wrong in with them. And they're looking at you and they're seeing um, your happiness and it makes them angry. It makes them angry that you're happy. So they're trying to quash that. 
I also uh, want to touch on the topic of internet uh, trolls, and especially uh, for young people who are listening uh, to this podcast. And it's uh, it's a tough world out there, guys. Uh, there is, uh, you know, we, we're all of us are on social media, and we hear and see some brutal uh, comments and folks just just to do it, uh, try to uh, destroy you on social media. And Jesse mentioned at the beginning of this episode about uh, bullying at school. Well, we're seeing a lot of bullying over the internet. That, um, for example, the the parents uh, aren't necessarily equipped uh, to deal with. So we have uh, young people who are are struggling and they are seeing over social media folks who are picking on them and bullying instead of uh, lifting uh, them up. So it's important just like with person-on-person relationship with our online uh, relationships to be able to take a step back and say, this person is toxic for me. And it's there's nothing wrong with me. There's everything wrong with the person who is doing things. And, and again, chances are they are jealous of whatever that is that you have in your life. Yeah, and I, I think the, the jealousy does play a big part of it. A lot of it also is if they feel they've been wronged and now they just become vindictive out of, out of just whatever necessity. Um, but, yes, uh, virtual bullying is so much worse than in-person bullying because a lot of times people won't get that nasty with you to your face, right, because there's always that threat of physical violence, okay? So a lot of people that – they don't necessarily have the quote-unquote balls to say something to your face that they could say hiding behind a keyboard because they can't be reached, right? Uh, that's where the whole social justice warrior comes from. Well, listen, sometimes being a social justice warrior is a good thing because you're protecting those that are being abused from afar. And I will say this. There are some things that people say online that I know they would never say to someone's face. Seriously, I've seen comments of, go hang yourself, go slit your wrists, stop breathing, your mother should have aborted you. Would you, I guarantee you, a huge majority of those people would never say that to somebody's face over something silly, right? On Twitter, they, they give their political, like a political comment that might agree with the other side. And now all of a sudden you got someone from the other side saying something so nasty that shit hurts. Even if you don't know the person, to be told that your life is so meaningless that a comment overwrites your ability to just live, that's all kinds of effed up. Like, I, you shouldn't say that to anybody. Never. If you disagree with someone, block them. You don't like them, don't read their tweets. You've got an issue with somebody, someone makes you mad, go hit a pillow. Go do something. Or tell them, hey, I didn't like what you said. You're kind of a jerk. Don't tell them to go kill themselves, right? I mean, that's don't take it to that next extreme. And that's the one thing that's wrong with the Internet. Social media has a place for getting information to people instantly, but it also has a very, very dark place that can depress people, and it has caused people... It, it literally... It, these Internet bullying has caused people to kill themselves. 
It, this is insane. We shouldn't be treating people this way. We're a human race is bound by um, positive energy. We we strive off of love. We strive off of companionship. We strive off of being with other like-minded people. Find them. They're out there. I promise you. There's Facebook groups. There's Discord groups. Video games. Whatever it is. If you're online, you're listening to this, and you don't get out much, but a lot of your social life happens online, you have a very good idea of what I'm talking about. For those of you that don't and just listen to this outside and, and are doing things while you're listening to this, look, you probably deal with some sort of manipulation or abuse in another form. Identify it. Get rid of it. It's not good for anybody. Sasha, you want to wrap it up here? Um, amen. Um, exactly. I just want to throw it in there. And if you um, feel that you don't have anybody to reach out uh, to, reach out to us. We we are available. We're here for you. Um, we will respond to your messages. We will respond to your emails. You can uh, reach out to um, myself or or Jesse or Brian, uh, we are on Facebook. Uh, send us um, um, send us a message, right? We're we're constantly watching our mailbox. If you are struggling, you are not alone. Uh, we are here for you, and we want to help. And um, yeah, just don't don't hesitate. Reach out. Couldn't have said any better. You need a friend? Ask us. You need a friend? Find somebody. There's someone out there else that needs a friend. There's somebody else out there that wants companionship that's going through what you're going through right now. Don't feel like you're doing it alone because you're not. There's 8 billion people on this planet, and there's a lot that have a lot in common with you. You can find them. They're they're out there. Trust me. If you need help with anything, you reach out to us. You can reach us at betweenhardlines at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter, BHLpodcast. Um, yeah, I mean, you send us an email, we'll read it. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. You know, we usually have very scripted conversation points, like not scripted as in this is what we're going to say, but ideas, what we're going to talk about. This is really a freelance one. Um, so it's really important you guys reach out to us, to your family, to anybody and, and find help. It's out there now to help you out. We're, we usually, uh, represent a, a specific foundation or charity individually, but we're going to do one as a whole podcast today um, that is very uh, appropriate for what we've discussed. This is the Open Minds Foundation. Uh, they can be found at openmindsfoundation.org. Um, it is a foundation that is bringing global awareness to different types of manipulation and uh, uh, mental abuse and the, the undo the influence that um, people have on others and they have everything from counselors to scholars in the areas. I mean, literally, their their database is is massive. They've got tools and resources and places to contact. So yeah, check them out if you guys have any issues or concerns. Go to openmindsfoundation.org. And uh, yeah, until then, guys, please keep an open mind. Be decent to one another. Don't dig your heels in. Be willing to have a conversation. Be teachable. You're not always right. There's not a single person on this planet that is always right. And with that, we will see you next week. Have a good one. The following podcast has been a Grizzled Beard Studio production. We can be reached at betweenhardlines at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at 
BHL Podcast. Stick that in your beard. Thank you.